When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gerald Farrelly. And I'm Neve Gannon. You're listening to Agony Rats. Welcome, welcome, listeners, to the show where a comedian and a Eurovision winner solve your problems, heal your life, fix your world. I swear to God, when you say those words, grow, do I really believe them? See, we, well, do you know what? You know, we have to believe it ourselves. I know, I know. It's a self-belief that kind of really radiates out past That's exactly it. into the world. That's exactly it. And do you know what? I feel really weird because we're not in our usual studio. I know, we're a little, you know, it's we're sitting weird. in easy chairs, which we're, is a bit yeah. weird. Like, I feel like I'm sitting at home in an armchair and it's weird. I know. Normally we'd be throwing popcorn on the TV screen at this point. <laughs> yeah, or maybe I'd be like throwing water all over you. <laughs> well, that or the Baraki you just had. I'm I'm, I'm expecting it to kick in about yeah, 10 know, minutes yeah. in. Yeah, it's like when um, Jim Morrison does a line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, you know, the second half of this podcast is going to be like on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I, always ta- I always take it before I go on stage. Because like Do you? Yeah, because then halfway through It just gives you that yeah, judge. The vitamin B bounce. Wow. Just fires me up for the second half of the show. Yeah, so funny. Also yeah. makes me want to wee. <laughs> and nothing I tell you, if you're bored of a show, nothing I'm bored of a show. I love my show. But you know, you've done your show a lot. Yeah. A little bit of urgency. <laughs> I know. There's a sense of are you going to do your shopping list in your head? I know, yeah. Um, well, I would much rather need a bit of a wee. Yeah, that, that makes that you feel... keeps your mind on your show. Oh, you're very sharp <laughs> yeah. then. You're yeah. very sharp then. Oh, I know. I totally... There's, the tr- there's just something about it, I think. I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, we're in our different studio this week, so it just it feels a bit weird, listener. You know, we, we always have the table in front of us and, you know, it feels like we're in a newsroom, whereas here, it feels like we're just like in, in, your, in your garage. It's a bit like, you know, when you go in to see Santi, that's what it feels like, you know. Come Who's Santi in the? I mean, which one? Which of us? Which of us? Santi in this well, equation? Well, you're older. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. And if I did grow my mustache, I would have. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're older and you have the beard, Neve. <laughs> if I didn't attend to myself, it would be a whiter. It would be a whiter beard. There's no doubt about that. Currently, so Neve, how has your week been? Well, do you know it's a funny thing. I was sent. For an ultrasound this week. And oh, I you're have... up the duff. Neva's oh, no. <laughs> news. That's She's got news. I, I swear to God, if that was the news, I don't think I'd be here. Uh, no, listen, 
I'm at that age now where you get sent for all these things to check you out. You do the whole mammogram, all those lady things and all that. Because I'm I'm, I'm of the opinion now I'm not going to die. What's going to happen is they're just going to take bits of me at a time. <laughs> and I have a funny feeling that they're probably selling them to Eurovision fans. Like, you know, here's a, <laughs> here's a Eurovision gallbladder. I don't know. Nate, the market for a Eurovision gallbladder. Oh, it's you have high. no idea. It's high, especially, no if, especially if it's extra polyps or stones in it. It'll be very exciting. But anyway, neither here nor there. That's, they're sending me for that and I'm very excited but it reminds me of the last time I was in sent for something which was maybe 10 years ago when they sent me for the camera down the throat the because I yes because oh you had the you had the official term I did I've had I've had the I've had the endoscopy and the up the assdoscopy <laughs> you mean the colonoscopy <laughs> colonoscopy that's the one <laughs> But I kind of like your description better because it is very much that. Yeah, it's uh, I've never that. had that done, but I have had the endoscopy. It's and, grand, actually. And yet, but it is grand. And then you go in and they put you under the felt sense of security that if you only get the spray at the back of the throat, that'll be grand. Don't take the sedative. And it is the least attractive thing you'll ever do. It's like now, so... that is something I don't believe in, not taking the sedative. Well, I didn't. I just literally <laughs> I got the spray. The, you take the sedative. Like, I take the... You name it, I take the sedative. I will <laughs> never do that again. That will never be a life choice again because I literally so they're like retching retching and being aware that I was retching because they were putting this big camera down and then all for the some wee nurse in the corner to say that's a very sore wee tummy (laughs) (laughs) so I have high hopes funny well now I found I talked funny after now, that, that, uh, after the down the throat one, not the up the ass. I mean, to be fair, you do talk funny after both. <laughs> what do you mean talk funny? Maybe you talk funny after the sedative. Uh, no, it's because it's they, they, they give you the sedative, but they also, they they spray something into your throat. Oh, yeah, they do. To stop and, you, your gag reflex. And I, I didn't say anything afterwards, Fred. I was, like, I was just like, thanks, thanks. They were like, don't talk for a few minutes. So I was like, grand. And then... I was leaving and I was like, do you know what I'll have? I'll have a little cup of coffee now with me, Claire. Delicious. Uh, and I opened my mouth and I sounded like Mighty Mouse. Oh, wow. Or Mickey Mouse. I was just like, can I have a coffee with me, Claire, please? <laughs> and everyone was just like, do you have an endoscopy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. She recognised the symptoms. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, hospitals are kind of a funny thing. You know, I've been in and out of hospital a few times, as you know. Not massively so, but I, I think as I'm getting older, there seems to be a lot more, you know, attention to sure we might just whip you in for that things go wrong Neve. I know I know they just go they're just dying the other side of it is like I mean she says it's gallstones we all know she's going in to get a facelift oh (laughs) (laughs) it's another one she looks 25 ah Jesus Jesus things like that don't just happen Corrode, honestly, I haven't even got my ears pierced. There's no way I'm putting it. Uh, there's nothing going in my face. There's nothing. I can't cope. I'm not I'm not very good. I mean, I actually tolerate quite high pain. Right, I do actually. But I, I can't understand the concept of injecting stuff in your face. Now, if it's for you, I leave it to you. I mean, I have no real opinion of you if you're doing it. But the point is, I, I have no me. desire for I'm it. I'm getting everything done. I know you are. I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to be unrecognized. I know, I haven't got the window. You need the downtime. The window. <laughs> you have a window. I'm going to come in here one day. You'll never and do I'm it. going to look like Joan Rivers. No, you'll and never I'll do it. I'll you not to comment. Oh, I will so comment. <laughs> you, will, you don't need to do it. You're very handsome. Thank you. And me. I think you're aging very well. Well, that was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Well, I'm not, not aging well. I'm not aging. <laughs> what do you mean? You're 40. 
34. You're definitely I aging. You. You're definitely you. aging. I'm 32 years of age. You're now. like a I've child. I've been 32 for the past 10 years. You're like a child. Well, uh, you know, I can say at 55 I'm doing okay. But I have to say, you know, maybe there's a time when I might go, wouldn't it be lovely to have that little bit there? You know, not like blocking my sight. You know, my like, like my eye. Hundred, yeah, I'd love to. You see, I'd love to get rid of that. But apparently you can't. The the, Sorry, the, the hooded lid? Yeah, the the only way apparently you can get rid of that is they just lob it off. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing, is it? Do we want No, people that? get it done. No, I know they do, but I don't, yeah. Sometimes you kind of look at people who have had work done. And, you and think, I get the hair done. They start, oh yeah, well, I that's different. Definitely. I understand I mean, I, why you would get the plugs done. Yeah, I would definitely No, not you done. personally, but why people would. Well, why one, yeah. Why one would. You know, after I had my thyroid, I lost about 30% of my hair. Did you? I did. I have, I but I managed to get some of it back. But actually, uh, that's why I keep it. Is long. that a thing that happens? Yeah. It, it, well, you know, it does. It, you lose your hair as you get older, anyway, as a woman, right, or man. It doesn't make any difference. It can be more obvious on a man, I think. But the funny part is, like, I really did lose about thirty percent of my hair almost immediately after I'd won. Wow. I had my thyroid out. Weird. It was like my body just went into shock. And so, like, because I went back to my hairdresser who hadn't been for many years, the one who did my hair for Eurovision, for my 25th anniversary. And it wasn't long after my thyroid operation. And he said to me, where's all your hair gone? Because I've, <laughs> I've always had very fine wow, hair. Wow, hairdressers are real bitches. They are. They really are. I, I think he's just annoyed because I don't go to him regularly enough now. <laughs> but the, the thing is, it is true for it. it. Like, I've always had very fine hair, but I've always had lots of it. And I lost lots of hair. Wow. And and it's quite an adjustment, especially because I've got a little hole just right here, which I occasionally, you know, which is right at the front of my forehead. I realize I'm pointing that out for, and for this is a podcast, nobody can see it. <laughs> but basically, it's right at the front of my forehead, right in the center, right? And the funny part is, so what I tend to do is I put a little bit of eyeshadow there sometimes just to colour oh. it in. Not Can currently. Just like what, what Not currently because I have absolutely no makeup on me at the moment. If you're watching on the, on the bonus, <laughs> this is how I look. This is... Who I am, no mascara, no but nothing. You do look great without makeup. Ah, thanks. You do. I swear to God, you do. You're very rosy cheeked. Sometimes people that wear makeup all the time, that when they don't wear makeup, they look very what, like a farmer's wife, rosacea, bit like you know, when <laughs> a little you, bit you to Cover this up. Whereas, like you do, look, you you without makeup, you look a little bit like you have makeup on. Wow, good. Do. I don't have like, enough money in my purse for that conversation. With, see, <laughs> and that's not me being a friend. That's an objective that. view. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, I'm going to the hospital. That's what we yeah, were talking that's about. That's what we're talking about. She's going Let's in. Let's get back in. She's going in to get something done. I'm going in like an old lady. And, you know, I have a funny feeling they're going to whip something out while I'm there, probably, you know, because that's the way that works. And uh, I'm just going to give myself over to that like a good You're dead girl. right, the NHS, Neve. Take it. It's in free. You go. Yeah. It's free. It, Actually, and a lot of NHS, they're sending me to a private hospital for this, even though NHS Excuse are playing me. it. Hello. I hope they whip it out while I'm in there, if yeah, I'm in the private hospital. I don't know hospital. what you need now. You get in there like three me three square meals a day. You turn nothing down. Nothing. Take <laughs> everything for free. Exactly. <laughs> and and you're in agony 100% of the time. That's when everyone asks you how you're feeling. Oh, in give agony. me all the drugs. You load up. You leave there rattling. Here. Have you ever been in hospital? I was in hospital once. And it was when I was about 13. And I had my tonsils out. Oh, now you and me, we have that in common because I was about that age when I about had my 13, tonsils. About 13, yeah. And apparently that's very late to get your tonsils it is. out. So you, it's quite you painful. You definitely suffer longer. 
Yeah, it was quite painful. Yeah. And I remember uh, because I was 13, they didn't put me in the kids ward. They <gasps> put me into the old man ward. They did that to me too. I was in with the women. It was, was weird. Very stressful. I was in with, there was a man in traction, which I don't think that, I haven't heard of anyone being in traction. I feel like that's a uh, thing they used to do years ago where he was basically tied to the bed. <laughs> Are you sure he was, he was in traction? Are you sure he wasn't just the plaything for the nurses when they it were bored of an evening? <laughs> and he had this cage over him. Yeah. Like this big cage and they would put the blankets over the cage. And I was like, why are you putting the blanket over the cage? Put it over the man. Because it would have hurt him. Ugh, it was weird. Anyway, so he he was in traction one side of me and then directly opposite me there was an old man. Oh, okay. Who they had to jump start one night. Oh, you mean with the defib? Yeah. He came in with the paddles. Stop it. I know, yeah. And I was just like, uh, Were you anybody get me jelly and ice cream? <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> that is obviously the essential thing. It's so weird because actually yeah. uh, that exact same thing happened to me. Because I was the oldest in the children's ward, I was yeah. brought into the women's ward. And there was a woman across the way from me who had severe sunstroke and the skin was falling oh, off. Oh, good God almighty. I mean, it, you know, it's not, it's not very nice. The only thing I will say is they spoiled me rotten because I was just this young one in the corner. But I was really sore. I remember it went on a long time. You were yeah, like really in pain. Yeah, it was sore for about a week. I know. You need to get that whipped out, you know, when you're very young. Yeah, I, I definitely think, although apparently they don't take tonsils anymore. No, no, you have to have some sort of certificate. You have to have it about 20 times in the year before they'll take them out now. Back say. then, they didn't just take my tonsils. While they were in there, they decided they'd just nick out the adenoids while they were there. So I don't have adenoids or tonsils. And it, was, it was terrible. I don't know what I need I, them for. I, I feel like I could have been I could have been an absolute, you know, I could have been the next Michael Bolton. Oh. Only, but yeah, my singing voice never recovered, Neve. Yeah, no offence to you. Your tonsils are nothing to do with your singing. Just want to tell you that now. All I'm going to say is I've had singing voice out. never recovered. <laughs> I don't agree. You're amazing. I know our video did very well. You know, when we did our video together. You didn't sing with me, though. I know. I couldn't. Neve, this is my problem. I cannot sing and play the guitar. You know, I mean, and the I fact I was singing sing. in German upset you. <laughs> but I couldn't, I could, I, 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 it's like that thing of like rubbing your, rubbing your belly and like tapping your head. I know. I can't I know. do, I, I don't know what it is. Like, and do you know what? That used to kill me when I was a kid, right? Because when I was a kid, I used to go to piano lessons. Oh, yeah. And they would teach you the right hand and then they teach you the left hand and they teach you them both separately. Oh, okay. And then they'd be like, now, them together. now put it together. And I would say, No. Because that's not how my brain Teeth? works. That's not how it works. <laughs> my brain doesn't work like that. No, I know, I know. I know, I know. And I I tried. I did try. But I, I would say learning to drive must have been interesting for you. Um, did you well, find that no, hard? because they, when you're learning to drive, they don't go, just do the gears. They teach it to you all together. Yeah, they do. So they don't, like you're not going like practice going up and down the gears. They teach you the whole thing all at once. Yeah. And if I learn something like that, I'm grand. But if somebody says, okay, we're going to teach you a bit of this. So you're going to learn this. And then while you're doing this, you've got to do this as well. That's when my brain goes, no, I'm out. Done. (laughs) Can't do this. See, if you're cooking a fry, do you struggle with that? (laughs) And then putting the toast on. Yeah, you know, it's it's a timing (laughs) issue. I did like if I'm making scrambled egg on toast, and it's like if I, if I have to make it for two people, I get very stressed. The Neve. stress must be very high because on I'm, like this, all the scrambled egg is on. And you're trying to like time the toast and butter. And My I, husband I lose is the same. He cannot cope with that concept at all. No. you know. And then I try not to inter intercede just in case you know I die, and he still has to make scrambled egg on toast. Well, it would be very very handy because he'll only have to make it for one. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's a very sad picture. <laughs> the problem is you've got to time the toast. It's a very sad picture. 
Neve, we have a follow-up. Oh my gosh, I love a follow-up. We have a follow-up. Now, I remember this person. Right. Oh, wait, for once. Yeah. Because you nearly always don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, you know, once I once I fix somebody, I'm done. I move on. <laughs> you file that on. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> That's yeah, your I'm, like, I'm like one You've of those. You've had as like, much of you, me as you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, I'm, li- I'm like the A team. I, I'll fix you. I'll fix your life and then I'll move on and I have to do it again next week. Yeah, so oh, I don't remember Oh, you. I know, I know. This is from Tina. Now, I have a funny feeling that, like, Tina is not her real name. And I think she gave us a different nom de plume. Tina says, here's a follow-up for you. Mm -hmm. You gave me advice on how to deal with a person who had infiltrated our office friend group. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we did the slow rejection and disbanded for lunches for a month or more. Though secretly, we started meeting outside the office. Of course they did. (laughs) Of course they did. This is MI5 at its finest. It was the most fun we've had in ages. Now, the new girl, let's call her Liz, because I was suspect because that's her name. Yeah, maybe. We're feeling safe now. (laughs) The new girl, let's call her Liz, has been causing major hassle in the office and I don't think she will be around for long, which it's quite ominous. I know. I I know, it's all go there. She's either going to get fired or the the group of girls are stepping it up. I know. Um, I'm writing this after a night in my house with the girls. We're going to the canteen together tomorrow. I think we have shaken her off. Well done. Well done. So they've got rid, essentially. They've got rid. I remember this. Yeah, I this remember this very really well. Exciting. Because we had a big conversation about this, actually. We I were know. And it took us ages, I think, to come to... What was the right way. Yeah, what we should do. Because, I mean, the other side of it is we only have this group of girls... Opinion. Opinion on this. Yeah. They, you know, maybe, so, you know, poor Liz. Maybe they're like the mean girls. Maybe they're the mean girls, yeah. But yeah. I don't think they are because no, I she think. did say, like, if I remember, she was a bit of a cow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a bit. Thanks for the advice. We all shared the pod in the WhatsApp group and clicked play at the same time. Oh, my God. A listening group. Oh, I love my God. This. Tina, we absolutely love that concept. A listening group. It's exciting. Listening it's group. like that thing you can do. Now, I don't know why you would, but. You know that thing you do on Netflix? Oh, the watch watch party. Watch party. Yeah, I've never done it. Have you done it? Uh, I did it once. I watched a movie with one of my friends on Zoom. It was during lockdown. I've done it with my friend, right? But not through any official thing. So she's in her house, I'm in my house, and we're texting at the same time or whatever. So you're trying, you're not quite on the same time. Well, what it is, is it's streaming going, hey, do you remember when you used to do this on telly? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely loving that concept we're going to market that idea if that's okay we'll send you on a mug or something and uh, (laughs) we won't because we don't have mugs (laughs) well we don't even know who she is to be fair (laughs) Um, (laughs) Neve, we have a problem I didn't say it was an agony ransom mug (laughs) it might be just there's there's a load of people who have mugs outside we just nick one and send it out Attention Agony Rants listeners, I am on tour at the moment. Thank you so much if you've come to see me because I swear to God, I have had a ball. The people in Drogheda and Letterkenny last week were just out of this world. So thank you so much. The tour continues and this month I will be in the Sand Comedy Club on the 18th of May. That is in Edinburgh. And then in Derry, I'm at the Playhouse on the 20th. If you are in the Spirit Store in Dundalk, I will be back there on the 25th. I had a show there uh, earlier on the tour and it was just one of my favourites so far, so I cannot wait for that. There's a couple of tickets left for that. Seas Church in Ballycotton is sold out on the 26th of May. And then in June, 
Uh, I'll be taking a break for a little while um, because I'm absolutely exhausted. So I will be, my last show will be in the Stand Comedy Club in Glasgow on the 8th of June. So if you're around, come and see me. The tour continues in September and I'll be in places like Carlo Kilkenny of Vicar Street on the 16th of September, Monaghan, back in Limerick for, uh, I think it's my fourth show in Limerick and they've all been so amazing. Um, so that's on the 29th of September and then Source Arts Centre in Thurles on the 7th of October I'll be in Brighton at Comedia and I'll be back in Cork on the 20th of October at the Everyman which again yeah that was fab but that was my first big show of the tour so I'm dying to go back there the tour is going to continue until the end of January so there'll be more dates announced soon and thank you so much to people that are coming because we are having a ball we are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network and we would love you to subscribe. You can subscribe to become a member for as little as €5 euro a month. That's all it costs. €5 euro a month or more. And for Amazing. that, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network. But it's not just about getting bonus content. No, you can you it's can It's about ask supporting us. us. And our cross-promotion this week is for the podcast studios. That is where we record our podcast every week. Yeah, it's it's like our little safe space, isn't it? It is a little safe space. It's a studio complex in Dublin. There are three studios. They do videos. Oh, everything. They do audio recording. They do green screen stuff. We've never done a green screen. We should give that a whirl. Oh my God. That, <laughs> God knows what would end up happening there with the green screen. Uh, well, does the green screen allow you to be different shape in your body? Like is no, I think that's the I think that's the drawback. Now okay, then I'm, I'm no longer interested. <laughs> you don't change, just I'm your not, background. No. Okay, and also they've got great staff like Marissa. Oh, we love Marissa. Yeah, I mean, I give like they have her for the moment, but yeah. like <laughs> I know well, she's been have... working with us, so like get her while you can because yeah, I, I imagine that won't last long. No, no, she'll probably be off in a darkened room very soon. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you get great expertise here, and it's such a great place to record. It is very yeah. very supportive of the podcast situation, and the support that you get from the podcast studios and from the Headstuff Podcast Network is in-person support as opposed to a chatbot. Yeah, which without is what a doubt. So if you've got something you want to say to the world. This is the place to do it. The Podcast Studios is the home of the Headstuff Podcast Network. It's where lots of our shows are recorded and we work on editing, promotion, videos, live shows and lots more. As a podcast production company with three state-of-the-art studios for audio and video in Dublin city centre, we can work with you to tell great stories in a professional and engaging way. From government organisations to charities, arts groups to international brands, entrepreneurs to hobbyists, we've worked with everybody and we can help you to get the word out. Whether you need studio time, you're hosting a live stream or webinar, or you need support with editing or marketing, we can tailor a package for you. For more info, head to thepodcaststudios.ie. We have a problem, Grode. We do indeed, Neve. Very, very exciting. Will you do us the honours? Hi, Neve and Grode. I hope you are good. Neve, I'm loving your song a day. Please do Euphoria. I can only really do that if I go on afterwards. Oh, after 1993? Yeah. Which you're not going to do? Probably not this year um, because, well, it depends. If people lose the run of themselves and decide that they want to do it. But <laughs> I, no. can, I can categorically say now. Yeah. <laughs> She's had her fill. I... <laughs> Plus, she has to sing one more Eurovision song. She's going to string herself up. Plus, let's be honest, you know, we're getting into the difficult countries now. 
we're getting into Ukraine and all that. It thing. does. Like, Lorene, it's a bit like, you know, you know, there's a lot I of whacking, actually... wh- lot of whacking your leg over your head. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you nah, never know. Not after a month. You never know. But you see, never if you know. If you do it next year, Neve, then you've got another what thirty or twenty odds there's, to go. There's at least well, there's thirty obviously because it's thirty years since I won. Gotcha. You remember Groves? Remember that's big year this yeah, year. Yeah, you've never mentioned that name. No, never. Hardly. Yeah, it, I know. I can it understand. Hardly comes up. Hardly I can comes understand. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs> anyway, um, so getting back to the lovely Aiden, uh, I saw you sing that before and it was amazing. Also, we need you to release m- some songs. Uh, Grode saw you in Vicker Street and you were amazing. Never laughed so much in my life. It was like an abs workout. Thanking you. There Thanking you go. Thanking there you. Thanking you. Go. I mean, now, if he makes the point, okay. release more songs. Okay. Okay. Well, now you've, that you've the... seen the engagement, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Lots of people looking at your videos and if they were buying that song, and each of them giving you 99 cents. Oh, it's a chunk of change. Lads, Neve. lads, I'd it's be a welcome able chunk of change. to buy me shopping for a month. Anyway, Neve. this is my... <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen how much things cost now? I know, yeah. Let, we don't need this to go down This is not about the cost of living No, let's not go down the rabbit hole. This is about <laughs> your fans chomping at the bit to support you. I feel we're not attending to Aiden here. Let's, let's attend to Aiden and then we'll let's get back see, to that. This better be good, Aiden. Because we're avoiding the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no pressure, Aiden. This better be good. Okay, anyway, this is my problem. Uh, I have worked in the same company for the last 16 years and have done very well. I recently took some time off, as I can do that with my company. I went on a sabbatical for three months and had a ball. When I came back, I got quite a shock. Oh, my gosh. Um, the company is changing and we have all been offered voluntary redundancy and I don't know what to do. We have six weeks to decide and I'm petrified of what the future may hold. Love to know what you think I should do. I broke up with my boyfriend last year, so I've already had a big adjustment. The thoughts of doing interviews, etc. Like, do I have to set up a LinkedIn account? Oh, my gosh. Love to know your thoughts, Aiden. Yeah. You accept voluntary redundancy. Oh my God, take the money and run. Exactly. Moving on. Back to your records. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> listen, Aiden, I completely understand it. You've had a big change a last big change. year. Yeah. And then, but you are not afraid to take risks. You took three months off and you did some wild things. I said, take the redundancy and be creative and amazing. I, listen, if you've like, worked 16 years there successfully. That's and a chunk of change. And they'll give you three months off because you're that brilliant. Let me tell you you can get a job anywhere you want. Totally. Now, I know the idea. I Like, this kind of shocked me a little bit. The The process of getting a job oh, now is so much, it's so different. It is very to different. To the way it was. When you just rock up with your CV in your hand. Yeah. You know, there's like <laughs> presentations and all of this sort of stuff. But oh. one of the things, right, that they probably, and I th- I'm almost certain that this is a legal requirement. <gasps> If, you're, if you've worked in a place over a certain... Anyway, I took voluntary redundancy from a place that I w- had worked in for a very long time. Okay. And one of the things that they did for us, and I, and I think I think this is... You have to do this. Right. Is there's a retraining budget. So like a therapy? No, it, it's, it's sort of actually. Yeah. It's, it's like a retraining thing. So you get a budget to retrain. <gasps> Take so it. to do courses. Do now stuff. It's, it's not... It, you can't add it on to your to your redundancy payment. It has to, you have to do courses basically. Um, so, and one of the courses that you do is a retraining course. Into a new thing? Yeah, it's it's how to, Oh my god! it's basically a day 
uh, where you go in and if, if this isn't part of your redundancy it's well worth the whatever it might be a yeah. grand or something stupid yeah, yeah. to do this but you basically go in 10 o'clock in the morning and by the end of the day you know exactly how to be in an interview you know exactly how to do your CV and you come out of it part of the thing is that you come out of it with a a banging CV wow where is this because you know um, the last time I did a CV was to go to Tesco during COVID <laughs> <laughs> Neith, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm going to say this. <laughs> 27 years. I don't think you have the practical experience as a Eurovision winner who has only worked in Tesco. I don't think you've got the practical experience that's required here. <laughs> that's very unfair. I've run a very successful self-employed business for 27 Neith, years. But you're a Eurovision goddess. It's not the same. I'll be honest. I put MasterChef and everything on my CV. <laughs> I think they only interview I, me. I would imagine that your CV was the most passive-aggressive document that without ever a doubt, been written. Without a doubt, I was telling them how amazing I was on every line. You know, because you have to pull out the big guns when the last exactly. job you had before that was in the bank in, you know, in 1993. <laughs> I know. But listen, Aidan, I'm just going to tell you, you... This is an amazing opportunity. Exactly. You I mean, need to just change how you think about it. You never... Most people never get the opportunity take to have the money. that amount of money. Take the money, whatever and the money is. I know, I know that there's there's a bit of a black box here because you've been through a bit of an adjustment. You broke up with your boyfriend. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. And that is probably a bigger adjustment than what's about to happen. Than what's about to happen. Yeah. You know, if you have worked for 16 years in a place, whether... And I know that when you are in a place that long, you get very casual, you know everybody. Yeah. And you might think that you're your formal skills are... Lacking. Lacking. And they're not there anymore because you're on a friendly basis with everybody. Mm. But the fact of the matter is you know what it's like to to have processes, to mm. have timelines, yeah, yeah. to have all of that sort of stuff. And you have those skills. The problem is that you're so friendly and informal with people because you've worked there so long that you don't realise you know them. So what you need to do is maybe a little course like one of those interview courses or one of those CV courses will really, really help you just bring that, that out of yourself. Yeah. Hold that bit. Um, yeah, I think people undersell themselves all the time because it's a very Irish thing, isn't it? It's a very Irish thing to say, yeah. ah, sure, I only did that. But actually, and they always think it's very American to go in and go, oh my God, it was amazing what I did. It was amazing. But actually, that's what you have to do when you go into interviews. Yeah, and I you didn't have to tell that. them you would be mad like, not to have <laughs> me in here. You know, and I, that's, I, that's when I do interviews just in general, that's what, how I try and make people She feel. does, yeah. She does. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I'm Need only talking about herself. it. I can. She, she knows how to do it. I know how to like, work the room. <laughs> I, like I did an, inter an interview during COVID for a role as a, a programmer. Oh, right? okay. And they said, so uh, tell me, um, <laughs> tell me out of 10, <laughs> uh, how good a programmer are you? Okay, the answer to that is 11. Well, I said five. What? Well, Firstly, I said was, like, firstly, because that's a stupid question, particularly a stupid question to ask a programmer. Yeah, because no. I was like, well, what's my parameters here? Like, is 10, if 10 is Bill Gates and zero is somebody going into their first day on the job. Yeah, okay. Then I'd say I'm about five. Right. But five so is not a I good number. Five. You could say eight. Eight. Eight's a good number. It's, you know, it's... I thought it was a stupid question. Uh, well, it is a stupid question. But honestly, Aidan, this is, sounds like it's going to be an amazing opportunity for you. Definitely. And actually, not unlike, I'm sorry you spit up with your partner, but clearly a year later, you're getting on with things and doing things. If you're taking time off to go and be creative outside, you have that in you to do it. So I think take the money 
and run. Absolutely. Because that company is, and, I mean, even if you stay there, it's not going to be what it was before for you. Also, so already, yeah. already you are leaving what you have. So take the money for what because you've also done. Because the other side of that is a lot of those people that you work with are probably going to take voluntary redundancy because if it's offered, it's offered. Oh, God. And the other thing is you don't know that in six months' time that company won't be. It could be there could be statutory redundancy. Yeah. And usually in a situation where the statutory redundancy a lot less money. It's a lot less money than voluntary redundancy. Yeah. No, you uh, this gives and you it's, control. It's not we're trying to push it over the edge because we realize, you know, this is your decision. It's yeah, and also you've been through an emotional time and maybe mm. the stability of a job is what you need, but you do need to think that maybe the stability that you feel you need, you might only need that for 6 months. I'm going to be honest with you. He's already taken three months off from that job. He doesn't need that job. Yeah. You have, you have the, I have full faith in you, Aiden. I think you're keen for it. You just want somebody to say it's okay. So yes. here's your mammy telling you it's okay. Garod will tell you, I'm very much in, for, in favor of people taking control of things. And actually you taking voluntary redundancy. And if you change the narrative in your head that says, I'm in control of this. This is something I am choosing so I can move forward in a different way, create new roles for myself, do, you know, new skills, use the same skill set, maybe bring it into a new area. You bring that in into an interview, an interview situation, I promise you, you will get a job. And the other thing as well, the worst case scenario here, right? Let, let's, let's examine the worst case scenario. Okay. The worst thing that could happen to you, right, is you take this voluntary redundancy and you can't get a job that is at the same level as the job you've just left. Yeah. So the money means that you've got time to, 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 find to, to search and to find that job or that you have to take a job slightly less than what you were. Maybe it's, you're, it's a step down. And mm -hmm. if it is, you've got the skills, you've, you've put the time It wouldn't time take in. any time. You know, you, it won't take any time before you work back mm -hmm. up to where you were. Um, and also maybe a little step back is exactly what you need. How amazing would it be? Because if you've been taking time off, means you it means you've probably been looking for something else to be doing. And if you are looking to work for your emotional stability, <gasps> you need to work on yourself. You do need to look at that because wow. that can change at the drop of a hat. Oh my gosh, Groot, that's very You're welcome, deep. everybody. I'm like so Fraser. deep. I'm like Fraser. So deep. Yeah. Well, he was. He lived in a constant sense panic, I don't think. <laughs> well, I, exactly. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a good person. I can help other people. <laughs> we are so excited for you. I think you'll be fantastic. I want the follow-up. Do you want the follow-up? I do want to follow-up. Yeah, definitely this want is follow -up. a shock, but this is also, no matter... It can be positive. It's very positive. And yeah. it's an opportunity that's dropped in your lap. Now, you mightn't see it as that for the moment, but trust me. And speaking as somebody that oh, just has been on the other end of that, best thing I ever. ever did. Yeah, yeah, me too. And even I really wanted it at the time and I really wanted it and it was scary. And on my last day in there, I worked, I was there till like six o'clock, <gasps> copying files. And Look at you. But I was very... So you could blackmail them with them after? Is that <laughs> No, no, like I was... Like, Were you stealing and, files? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. I was, no, I was moving to like, you know, making sure everyone had access to the stuff that I was working on. And it was on. quite was, an admission to make on a podcast, yeah. you know, on a, that can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's very, even though I wanted it and I couldn't wait to get out of there, I found it, I did find it hard. And it, it took no, a it is. It's a very big step and... and Please don't think we're we're not recognising that age. I think we've given him fabulous advice. Yeah. We just think you're amazing. Go for it.
Yeah. Ta- take the money. Take the money. <laughs> take the money and run. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. I'm so years. excited for him. Yeah, yeah. I really like, want I mean, to know. You're, so you're probably going to get a year's salary at least. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, lads. On you go. Lads, take it. Neve, we have another problem. Oh, excellent. Uh, dear Agony Rants, I'm a massive fan. I discovered you a couple of weeks ago and boy, am I binging. I love it. I've been living with my husband for the past seven years and we are happy. <laughs> do you know whenever somebody says that what do I say to you this is going to be yeah, it's like this yeah. is going to be pear shaped okay I think we're about to prove something that is not true we are happy and now I'm going to tell you all the reasons I'm not happy <laughs> that's, what's that's exactly going. what's going to happen we have always been very different people and there are times when I think I am wasting my life staying with him <laughs> that Straight is one in there. sentence away from saying we I'm are away. happy yeah, okay. Uh, he is under a lot of pressure at work, so he's a lot on his shoulders. I know that, but I am sick of his grumpy attitude at home, and I am also sick to death of his moods. Oh. Well, you're entitled to be. Whatever, do. He has a lot on. His father died suddenly two years ago, and his mother is sick. I understand that, but there is a part of me that feels, if it wasn't this, it would be something else. We are young, both 35, and we want to start a family, and I feel more and more that I have my eye on the door. What do you think I should do? And that's from T. Now, there you go. And if you've listened to nearly 80 programs of uh, Agony Rants, you'll know where we're going to go with this, right? Exactly. The first thing you have to do, the, the thing that strikes me about this is you say we're very happy, but clearly you're not. No. Clearly you're not happy. It doesn't mean that you don't love them. It's okay to say I'm not happy. It does not mean that you don't love the person. Yeah, stop and saying I, you're happy because that's your barrier. You know, if you were happy, you'd be writing in to tell us about the lovely stories. This is not a lovely story. No. So. And we're always happy to hear lovely stories. Oh, no, yeah. But they're not as much fun. But they're not as much fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is not meant to be fun. Because actually, this is quite serious, right? It is, yeah. It's very serious. And from everything you say, if what you're saying is direct and true and proper, I think your partner probably needs to talk to someone. Or there needs to be honesty between you and him about how you feel. Because if you're saying you're happy to us, maybe you're telling him you're happy and you're just getting on with that and you're not being clear about the fact that it's too hard to actually deal with the level. And he might be relieved from that conversation. Honestly, I'm going to tell you, it's so important. If you're not talking to this person and saying, I'm not happy, not because these terrible things are happening and I'm not not understanding that. But if I'm not telling you that I'm unhappy because the way you're treating me, I can't, I don't have to accept that. And actually you won't be happy if you continue to treat me like that. And actually chances are that's probably part of the problem. He probably feels really guilty about that and is probably more aware. Or if he's not aware, which is quite often the case with people, if he's not aware, then he needs to be made aware of how unhappy it is and how difficult it is to live with it. And you saying... We are happy. That is, that's not what you're saying there. No. That is, I've been living with my husband for the past seven years and we are not communicating. That's what you're saying there. Wow. It is because, because as soon as you go, oh no, we're happy, we're happy. That means, well, we're not discussing anything. Yeah, let's, let's just yeah. pretend we're happy because we're seven years together, we should be happy. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the seven years is, And I gotta say, know, seven years is not a long time. No, I'm 24 years with my husband and I'm not going to joke. We have times where we have to have the conversation and the, you know, it comes up over time and we get on very well, but there are times where the communication is not great Absolutely. and we are nearly, 
and you know and you're sitting there going I'm raging about that but I don't do anything about it and whose fault is that then it's my fault for not saying and then when you do have the conversation as hard as that conversation is the thing is the other person then understands it comes from a place of love you have to be very definite you have to be saying I'm not happy with this behaviour because I'm not saying I don't understand what's happening because there is a huge amount going on in your husband's life and actually to be fair you know he may benefit from speaking to someone else separately but you and him have to have the conversation first that is the most important yeah. thing because you are clearly not happy yeah you're clearly not happy clearly. you can say we are happy what you're trying to say when we are happy is you love him but you don't know what to do with how you're feeling yeah and also saying you're not happy and acknowledging you're not happy that's not saying oh it's all going to end yeah. or, or you're looking for a way that's saying no. you're, you're saying that where we are this is not happy and we need we both need to work to improve it and when I say work Every relationship needs it. Yeah, it's, you there's, know. There's not a relationship, even you and I were on talking about this like recently, you know. You were. Yeah, you know. Grode and I work in our relationship constantly. <laughs> App, listen. By, by WhatsApp. No, 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 no. But I, he, I've <laughs> never had so many brownies in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but conversation is the key. You start with the conversation of, are you happy? That's a good question. Are you happy? You know, I know these things are happening in your life, you know, but this is really difficult because I'm le- dealing with you at this point at this level and it's very difficult for me to know how to help you. The reason that you are not happy, that's not necessarily because of him and his no, moods. No, At all. I mean, the, the reason, like if you were happy in your relationship, you would be able to separate yourself and go, he's a lot of pressure. His, you know, he's lost uh, his father, his mother's ill. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a lot on his shoulders at work. Um, if you were happy, you would understand that. And you, and you would see that and you'd both be able to talk about it. But yeah. the fact is that you're you're not happy. And it's not it's not only about him. Yeah, and the other thing is she talks about it as if his parents weren't anything to do with her. If she's been with him for seven years and yeah. his father died, you know, five years or two years ago, it you had that loss too. I mean, I know it's not the same loss, but it's a similar loss. But it's a loss, yeah. And and then the sickness of his mother, even regardless well, of your sometimes relationship. Sometimes it's not a loss. Now, <laughs> sometimes now, it's just, thanks be to Christ. You know, I was just thinking there hasn't been a wheelie bin for a while now and here it comes. Here it comes. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying not everybody has to like everybody. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. But I mean, it doesn't mean it doesn't affect you if somebody dies. Of course. And, of and course, the thing is, yeah, if you yeah. are intrinsic, if you're married to this person, you're intrinsically part of their family, whether you like it or not even if they're hateful you know yeah. the thing is this has an effect on you also so this it, you talk about these things as if they're only happening to him but they're actually happening to you too some people I think this is a, an Irish thing as well oh go on sometimes I think people in relationships and, and marriages I think yeah can go oh well we're in it for the long haul now so they'll just have to put up with it yeah and you just say that about each other yeah and that that's a it's very counterproductive. Yeah, <laughs> it's very it is counterproductive. counterproductive. Yeah. So yeah. I think that, like... I mean, we're not sitting here saying, because you say you've got your eye on the door, right? Uh, if you if you are already leaving in your head, there's nothing that we're going to say is going to change that. If you're no. looking for permission here, there's nobody going to give you permission. The only person who can give you permission is you, right? If you're the right thing. And it's not always the right thing to do, to leave. You no. think it is. 
because it's a simple way to say as difficult as it is well, in a weird way it's just like oh well I'm done with that well, it, but well, actually I, I disagree I think sometimes you can gain more from having that conversation and you may still leave after that but yeah. the, at least then it's done in a way that both of you are well informed and it doesn't bl- you know blindside the other person regardless of their conversation well when you're in it I think leaving can feel like I can get I'll get this little a conversation about this and working on this could take a year. Whereas if I leave, it's sorted out in a day. Yeah, but it's and not. that's just not the way it is. It's not because you'll still have to do, cope yeah, with that. Yeah, you've got to grieve and you've got to, you know, all of that. Yeah. And even if you hate somebody, yeah, if leaving, you've lived with them for seven years Yeah, leaving is more, never just, I'm leaving, everything's fabulous. It's not, yeah. There is a process. And anyone that's ever left... Oh. We'll tell you that. Oh. <laughs> and I'll give you some numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some numbers and you can see how it worked out for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Listen, relationships take work, good, bad, or indifferent. Even if you're the most compatible people on the planet, you get browned off with people. But the at the root of it all, is you saying we're happy. And if you're saying we're happy to him in the things that you're doing, if you're not saying I'm unhappy because you're not treating me nicely here, you know, because even with all these things going on in people's lives, that doesn't give them permission to not treat you in a good way. Exactly. And the thing that you've written here, uh, he's under a lot of pressure at work and he has a lot of, on his shoulders. And I know that, but I am sick of his at, grumpy attitude at home and I'm also sick to death of his moods. That's, you've written down what you need to say You already to know what him, you need to say, yeah. Which is, I know you're under a lot of pressure at work, I know you have a lot on your shoulders, but I'm sick to death of your grumpy attitude at home and I'm sick to death of your moods. Listen, he's lost his father, his mum is sick and he's under pressure at work. It is possible depression or yeah. some form of depression or, you know, grief. Grief. Yeah. Grief is a terrible thing. It is a terrible thing. And, and the worst thing is sometimes you're inside of it and recognise that this habit has come up because you're grieving or that you and you can see all the things and you hate yeah. that it's happening but you don't know how to stop it. And the thing about grief is as well grief you have to get over grief <laughs> before it comes again because that's the way grief works like you're not just going to hit grief once in your life. Oh no. You know like it's like, a coping mechanism yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like he's and he's well aware of this because he's lost his father and his mother's sick so he is He's probably anticipating, anticipating the, grief. the yeah. next grief, mm-hmm. you know, and and the position he's in is very hard. And if he is a typical Irish man, oh, he he's not, he'll not be. Does not want it. to talk about his no. feelings. He doesn't want to talk about. So he's probably taking on too much in work in order yeah. to divert attention. You have to get the elephant in the room. You have to start it. If you're going to give any gift to your husband and yourself, you have to start that conversation of saying, "I'm not happy because we are not communicating rightly." And, you know, and it may not resolve itself the way you want it to. Maybe you've already made up your mind. There's not a lot to be said about that then. But, you know, the point is, these are important conversations to have. So whether you're going to stay or whether you're going to go, you have to have this conversation anyway. And also, if you're the person in the relationship that always starts the state of the union and it bothers you, well then, suck it up. Yeah. That's your job. Exactly right. <laughs> if the other person is not doing it, you need to do it. Yeah, and and you know it's okay to do that. And I actually quite like that. I'm the person who does that. Yeah, I I, I do. The the difficulty comes if you're the person who's the hot mess, I know, yeah. <laughs> and you're the state of the union See, person. I, I, I tend I tend to I tend to go back and forth. Do you? Yeah. Some days I'm the hot mess. Some days I'm the, you know. Yeah, I I sometimes see that. 
<laughs> Very good. I know. I'm sorry. I might not actually agree with that. <laughs> I think we're nearly ready for the course. Listen, I think we are. We're on fire these days. Absolutely on fire. Agonyrants at gmail.com. We would love to have your problems. Yes, we Um, really, really would. We have a few more left, but we could do with some more. Yeah. Um, Also, we would like your follow-ups. We'd like to know, you know. How are you getting on with our advice? Did our advice work? Did we absolutely ruin your life? Also, I love random stories. I do love random stories. Yeah, we haven't done a shout-out for something in a while. No, no, we might. We may be doing that shout-out. I think it'd be Um, nice. And we would love you to subscribe to Headstuff Plus because um, that's what keeps us on the network. Yeah. Otherwise... <laughs> that's we're, how we're not dropped. Yeah. Any day now, they're going to be asking <laughs> for rent. <laughs> and we will chat to you next week. All right. Chat to you soon. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.